0: By George, I think I have got it.
1: Hypothetical thinking. Hi,
0: I saw thinking. that bigfoot walking across the screen and I thought to myself,
2: Wow, they are real.
0: I ask us all, is that really reason? Exactly thinking. Hi,
2: My personal belief is that uh, there is very compelling evidence that we uh, we may not be alone. I'll show you a little of the evidence. Hypothetical thinking. thinking. Researchers at Stanford University School of Medicine have pioneered a cancer vaccine
0: that eliminated all traces of cancer in mice.
3: You could find evidence of that, my friends. You could change the world. Hypothetical thinking. A podcast for the hypothetical thinking. <laughs> Greetings, travelers, and
0: welcome to Hypothetical Thinking, a semi-informative podcast that explores the journey from probability to into Johnny's heart, revealing a strong, do. compassionate, do, do. loving man. Do, do. Wow, do, do. with do, do. a very strong soul. I'm about to cry. <laughs> that Ooh. at times might find a way out of his butthole. My name is
1: Dick Floyd, and I'm joined
0: by my very wonderful
2: uh, and one crying co-host. <laughs> hey, y'all! I'm Taylor Nelson checking in from Atlanta uh, today. I'm Johnny Clark And I definitely got emotional Until you fucking I said me I've full eye contact The whole <laughs> oh, time man. My eyes are actually Tearing up right now I Jeez, didn't break I eye contact feel it. He touched felt. me but Sometimes I, I, You can make me cry If you know how to Touch me That's not wrong If you don't know
3: want to Get to my emotions <laughs> There are multiple ways To touch Johnny <laughs> To make him cry In multiple ways <laughs>
2: You just got
0: to rim Johnny's emotions just Uh, enough
3: before you penetrate
2: him (laughs) and he starts crying. All right, Nick, how does it work? (laughs) Let's let's get to the show. So the way
0: this works is that either Taylor (laughs) or myself will do the research for our weekly episodes and Johnny's sweet, compassionate, loving, now crying Johnny (laughs) McJohnster goes into every episode completely blind. Very similar to a man who lost his glasses in the dark. Meaning he has no idea what we're covering that, I think you use that same I probably did. <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind. Originality <laughs> is dead. It's 28. <laughs> <laughs> it's just overrated anyways, man. Uh, man. Also, guys, be sure to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you get the episodes before anyone else hears them. That's right, you're going to get them at 12.05 a.m. Central Time when we release all of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically we hear it
2: before they do, though. You
3: know? <laughs> That's the truth. Taylor, how are you doing today, bud? Oh, man, I'm doing good, guys. Uh, it's sunny in Atlanta finally today. It's been raining every freaking day. Um, what? Yeah, every freaking day it's been raining. Finally it's cleared up. I get to walk around the yard tonight because I go on my walks every night, as you guys know. Aww. So I get to enjoy that. Uh, how you guys doing?
2: I'm doing super good. Uh done a whole bunch of high bro stuff for our Instagrams and our Facebooks. Tons of cool stuff happening there. Um, yeah, I'm doing super good. It's been raining here as well, Taylor. But the difference is uh a lot of the rain, like the swells, like the I guess the red zone in radar, you guys know what I'm talking about, is the all yeah, yeah. Is, is hitting Georgia. Like we're watching you get pelted <laughs> down there. We're getting rain up here, but you're like getting a monsoon. I'm doing good though. Nick, how you doing? You know what? I'm a real I'm excited. I'm a real, I'm I'm excited. A real
0: boy. We're recording this episode on September 28th, 2018, (sighs) but
3: when it goes live, it will be October. Wait, wait one second. Did you say September 28th? I'm sensing some synchronicity. This is episode 28, (gasps) y'all.
1: Holy (laughs) shit!
3: (laughs) Guys, synchronicity is a new theme that we've latched onto, and ever since we discovered that we are controlling the fucking universe and the way everything oh, no. comes together. I cannot I cannot explain to you listeners how every fucking thing we're talking about, it, it comes in a full circle. We, we think about this, this happens. We talk about this, this oh happens. It's blowing my fucking mind. It's
0: been nonstop for a full week since we brought it up on last week's podcast. Guys, if you're feeling any sort of synchronicities while you're listening to this episode, if we mention something and you go... <gasps> Message us on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I'm breaking
2: up tunnel. I can't hear you. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's okay. That's
2: wild, dude. Before this podcast, we literally spent about five minutes talking about synchronicities that have happened in just today's time alone between the three of us. Let alone episode (laughs) twenty-eight, December (laughs) twenty-eight. Nick, you're twenty-seven, right? I'm twenty-seven. Oh, we're so close. Anyways, all right, all
0: right, all right, all right. Back to if there's a third twenty-eight that comes up in your research or in my news today, I'm I don't know what I'm
3: going to do. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm trying to like <laughs> do some math in my head right now to be like, it's okay, uh, what t- is it now? Well, how can I add these days together to come up with the number 28? 2018 could be
2: skewed as like the number one at 28.
0: <laughs> I, I'm looking. Ah, that is at my, a good point. I'm pre-reading my news today and seeing if the math please, adds please, up to please, 28. Please,
2: please, <laughs> please. How many numbers? How many numbers per characters in the words? How many sentences are there? How many lines are there? How many vowels in the first line are there? How many? We can find twenty-eight. All right. I think I might have found twenty-eight. Okay. No,
0: I I might. It's a stretch, but you got to bear with me. So I'll I'll, I'll do the math when I get there. But I. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna dive into today's news because that was a great segue into it. (laughs) <laughs> so we have a lot of crazy news on this podcast, but this is probably one of the craziest. Uh, this is this is some of the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life, uh, and I use the word shit for a reason, and it's oh, going to no. make sense. The future of gastrointestinal. I'm going to start that up. Gastrointestinal. The future. The fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the future of gastro. I'm, I'm glad I'm not hosting this episode today. <laughs> the future of gastrointestinal <laughs> medicine could be something most people would find. Pretty awful. You're talking about farts, uh, fart medicine, uh, gastrointestinal. I'm talking about uh, poops. I'm talking about farts. Ah, talking poops, poops yeah. farts. Okay. Uh, so, a new study in the United <sighs> European Gastroenterology Journal—that's the United <laughs> European Gastroenterology Journal—suggests that drinking one's own blood may help doctors detect inflammatory bowel disease, including Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. In a less invasive manner than endo endoscopy.
2: Endo endoscopy. Uh, and this what?
0: study is called the Vampire Study. They did their own blood. Yeah. It the study the Vampire Study asks. Okay, this is important. So remember these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the Vampire Study asked twelve women and four men in Zurich, 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 Switzerland to ingest their own blood on two occasions. Oh shit! That, ah! that's, that's,
3: uh, that's eighteen. Never mind. <laughs> uh, Taylor you just That's 14 you dumbass so, <laughs> <laughs> No it's no 12 12 plus, plus four, 4
2: plus two. Oh I thought you said 12 and 12 Yeah Okay, okay. sorry Sorry guys so, I got right, too excited I, as my, well I My, my ears real. Are just
0: The numbers are there Just bear with me Fuck <laughs> man So the vampire study oh Asked 12 God. women and 4 men In Zurich, Switzerland To ingest their own blood On two occasions One month apart uh, it seems that drinking blood increases the <laughs> levels of a protein called calprocotine or procotine, whatever. I'm not, a, I'm not a doctor. Constantine? Sure. That is found <laughs> in feces. Researchers at the Center of Gastroenterology and Hepatology in Zurich believe the presence of the protein could be a marker for intestinal bleeding. Uh, most of the participants drank their own blood, a few ingested it via a nasogastric tube that it sent straight into their stomachs. It wasn't pleasant for many, and live science says about half the participants suffered painful nausea and about 30% suffered diarrhea or constipation after ingestion. So let's talk about that for a second. But I want to say 30 and 12. Let's look at that number for a second. 3 minus 1
3: We got is 18 2.
0: again. Well, no. 3 minus 1 is 2. 30 minus 2, 28. <laughs> 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 Shit. Alright. <laughs> I, I told you it's a stretch. It's, 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 it's real. We
2: can get there. I think I talked about something in a different podcast, um, a different episode, but like <laughs> almost like 98% of your or not 98%, but the reason why um poop is brown is because like oh, a large <laughs> percent, like 80% of your poop is like blood cells. It's dead blood cells. Dead blood cells are brown. So uh I would believe that your body can't digest it because whatever comes out of you, right? Uh, that color is all dead blood cells, and therefore your body is, like, getting it, through, it to waste. So well, I
3: wonder why red blood cells are
2: brown. They die? I mean, like, everything, I guess, turns brown when it's dead. Like, trees rot and they like, go brown. I feel like. like pine cones and leaves turn brown when, when they die. Like, grass turns brown when it dies. All living things. Could oh. you, like, this just sounds... Yeah, the this blood. sounds
0: like some futuristic shit though like you <laughs> drinking <laughs> your blood we Fucking, go to doctor? vampires
3: are back in like medieval times yeah. now, you sure, like, does this blood have it could be any blood it doesn't it, have to be it doesn't, it it has has to blood. <laughs> blood from blood anus oh ugh.
0: I think it has to be your own blood. Okay, but you're but saying what part of your body? Yeah, is it doesn't have to from. be out of your butt, I guess. <laughs> no, 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 it could be any blood. <laughs> uh, ew, like from, good. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I just like you imagine all these like organic health doctors and stuff, and 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 you come in, and they're just like, all right, so uh, you know, we got the CBD oils, we got the the vitamins, <laughs> C- we got the essential oils, and now to uh, test your bowel for disease, we're gonna have you uh, drink your own blood, <laughs> and then there becomes this like mass epidemic of like people finding a thirst for their own blood and it ends yeah. up like making them, like turns them into, like basically it's like vamp- vampire,
2: like turns them into vampires. So basically. here's a little weird fact about me. Uh, Johnny likes drinking blood. I like drinking <laughs> blood. Now, I, so when I was a kid, uh, I, on an accident, I like cut my uh, arm open and I was told, it's like, you know, whatever, suck the blood out, whatever, <laughs> I don't fucking know. It was, it, was, it was a snake bite, but I was like, I don't want to die. So it's like the blood out and I was like, that tasted fucking rad. Like I like the taste of iron And so, I have a feeling if I was to be any mythical creature, it'd be a fucking vampire. I also had an oral fixation. I used to bite, like, I'd have, like, my my pencils and, like, anything that I was, like, fiddling with. So, I feel like I definitely am a candidate for
3: vampire life. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, when I was a kid, if I had a scrape or something on my arm, I would... Always just go ahead and suck that blood up constantly. Yep, Not because I yep. loved the way it tasted. I didn't mind the way it tasted yeah, me either. Not because Same I loved on. it, but just because I didn't want to get blood on everything. Yeah. And I guess yeah. uh, saliva. I don't know. Is there any science to how saliva like yeah cl- clots it up? Because it seems to work. Seems to stop it from bleeding. I
0: don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But. Johnny's got all the makeups to be a vampire. I mean, if he's into it
2: and has the oral fixation, he's yeah, a handsome man. Therefore, he fits right into that universe. Multiple people have told me that I was a vampire. You Twilight, would run into not.
3: one serious issue as a vampire, though. You uh, would never be able to fix your hair. You would never be able to see yourself in a mirror. Oh, uh, would you do
2: it? Uh, yep. Really? Would be a vampire? Ho oh, oh, A 100,000. Yeah, I've thought about this shit. You couldn't go out during the day. Yeah, You couldn't so, see yourself in the mirror. So here's here's my mentality, right? So, like, my whole preface of, like, me fixing my hair is because I can see myself. If I can't see <laughs> myself, man, fuck my hair, right? Like, I, I I don't give a shit. Also, living
3: forever, hella rad. Well, uh, you see the problems with vampires, though, is that in their old age, you know, they found the love of their life how many fucking times? And then that person had to die. Or they're, they're like, conflicted with, okay, I either make you a vampire or I don't, and you die, and I'm by myself again, Ooh. and then I have to go through this process of just being alone all the time.
2: Yeah, but that so- shit sounds so like like I want to experience that shit. You know,
3: I'll I'm feel- on I'm on board with you too. I would definitely do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want
2: to do dude. As soon as I peak, <laughs> maybe I already peaked, but as soon as I peak, I am going to regret not <laughs> turning a vampire. Johnny peaked in high school. <laughs> yeah, I fucking peaked
0: in high school, dude. Welcome it's to real cool. life. Yeah, I just like I, I I couldn't believe that news though when I read it. I was just like. So what does this mean? This is crazy. What's the point? What does it all
3: mean, Basil? I
0: I, I mean I I don't think it's going to leave that study, but an endoscopy is pretty invasive. So if drinking one's own <laughs> blood can do that, I honestly I have a feeling there's an, another
2: way to test this protein or whatever without totally. having you drink
0: your own can't blood. Can't they like can't
2: can't they like <laughs> like specify that protein and find it somewhere organically? You'd think
3: like would hmm. only human blood like. Oh, and every type of blood like creates that protein. Maybe it's just the mixture of stuff that's in there with it. It's like, well, these two things have to be together, or it's going to react differently, or whatever.
2: Weird.
0: Yeah. It's well, awesome. how
2: much blood do they drink? I don't know. Because it's different. If it's like a, I feel like if it's you know a little droplet in your arm versus like a cup full of it, I could not drink a cup full of blood.
0: I would uh, not like that. Yeah, I wouldn't be a fan. That would not be enjoyable for me. Unless ah, I do it like, if I had to,
3: one of those like ceremonial like bloodletting from like a cow or whatever, and then everyone in the uh, circle drinks a fucking big old cup of the blood that's straight from the cow's neck. Would you do that? No. I don't know if they drink I, a big cup. But I think they all drink from the same cup, just a big old swig.
2: I would do a, a ritual or like a. Um uh, what's it called? It a, not sacrifice, but like a, a thing with a tribe or some kind of religion <laughs> to experience it. But I don't know if if blood or sacrificial things I could get a part of. Dude, I freaking saved two mice's mice lives today, mice, uh, mice, uh, because I didn't want them getting in traps. Like I'm a pacifist. He doesn't want them getting them entrapped. Yeah, entrapment. Entrapment.
0: <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones.
3: Sean
2: Connery. <laughs> lasers and such. Sean Cla- Lasers. Butt
3: lasers. Man. Laser there, Dude, that is the the only shot I can... I think of two shots right now. One of them is just how cool the castle looks that they're in. And the second one is just a sweet butt evading lasers. <laughs> oh, my God. What about the the lake shot? The leg shot? The lake. Not leg.
2: When, they, when, she's, when she's doing the lap in the lake, and he's like there chilling and watching her do her laps.
3: Uh, I don't remember that part. Uh
2: uh, Looking up to see if
0: there's any anything related to the number twenty-eight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, I swear to God, we're not trying to make like 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 uh, judgments on the number twenty-eight You're not number twenty-eight synchronicity. We're not trying to like jump to conclusions like like uh, Illuminati confirmed shit. It just keeps happening, and it is too coincidental. So, it keeps like happening. I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't believe in Bigfoot. You can believe that. I don't want this shit to happen. I don't want to believe in in uh, whatever. I don't so, want that.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I took, so when I write my notes uh, for these episodes, I numbered my pages, right? One, two, three, four, whatever. Yeah. I took all the pages, I added those numbers up. It came out to 30. Ah! Oh, um, I got so excited. Yeah, I'm going to do mine close. too. Well,
2: I mean, I have, I mean, I guess I have 28 episodes close. on here. It makes sense. All right, all right, all
0: right. This podcast is also sponsored by Future Monsters, a premier apparel store with pop culture and horror focus. Each product is handmade with quality materials, so not only does it look good, but it feels so, so good. No mass-produced cheap garbage here, with designs inspired by King Kong, The Wolfman, and much more. These shirts are a must for every occasion, whether it be nightclub, metal shows, weddings, and, of course, our favorite, podcasting. Head over to futuremonsters.com and enter the code HYBRO. that's a capital H-Y-B-R-O, at checkout to save 10% on your next purchase. We know we'll be doing that as soon as possible.
2: All right, all right, all right. Taylor, I think we're up. Taylor, too. you.
3: Okay, well, time to dive into this episode. And uh, the way I'm going to start it off is uh, just by clarifying some fun facts that we talked about last week. Um... Things that we wondered about, they were like, I don't know, maybe we'll research it one day. Well, I decided, fuck it, we'll go ahead and get these straight right now, okay? Oh, damn. So, and I don't know, it possibly roundabout way, it could be an abstract way to connect this to the overall arc of the episode, but I fucking doubt it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
3: I'm starting with Temperate Zone motherfucking 7, y'all. I was pretty bold in my statement last week when I said, temperate zone 7 exists, you motherfuckers, and hmm. it, Atlanta is in it, Georgia is in it, and this is what it is, okay? Uh, I was somewhat right, and I'm going to explain my case. <laughs> so, the two, there are two temperate zones, and they are the two zones between the torrid zone, which is the tropical belt, and the northern and southern frigid zones. Uh, apparently, my confusion comes from planting guides that refer to different hardiness zones Hardiness? as temperate zones. Yeah. So, these plant like, yeah, there's hardiness zones that tell you what kind of, like, what time of a uh, year you should plant stuff based on how cold and how hot it gets in that okay. area.
1: Okay.
3: Uh, so, that's the hardiness zone. But these planting guides. So I used to work at Pike's Nursery as the aquatic life champion or whatever the fuck <laughs> <book> was. So, <laughs> so I had to deal with a lot of plants, and uh, they had hardiness zones or temperate zones on these on the plant cards. You know that would tell you where it's native to, what best zones it it suits. Yeah. And it Atlanta is in fact in temperate zone motherfucking seven which I guess tight, the correct way to say tight. it is hardiness zone, but these planting guys guides said temperate zone seven, so I'm standing by my fucking comment, y'all.
2: Okay, well, <laughs> if we're going back and rehashing things that we got wrong or right... Let's do that. I'll, I want to sit here and say, I'm sorry, listeners. You can have a mythical creature be your state animal because Aha. Scotland's national animal is a unicorn.
3: Which is <laughs> weird because... <laughs> Is Loch Ness, is that in Ireland or Scotland? I thought it was in Scotland.
2: Yeah, but I think they all believe Loch Ness is like a, a conspiracy. Yeah, unicorns a real deal. Oh,
3: that's bull, dog. I mean, so, I'm not I'm not ruling out the fact that the possibility that unicorns existed at one time, but I mean Loch Ness is still on the table right now. You that's
1: true.
0: Sure. So yeah, I, uh, I did
2: say, I think in like two episodes ago that um, that Mary North Carolina's animal was Bigfoot, and I discredited that. It's it's valid. You can have a mythical creature because Scotland's is well, maybe not. Maybe I can take it back. T- maybe Scotland's also like full of shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: gonna say we're gonna take away your crown of the king of non-believers, but I guess you know, nope, you retained, thought, you retained, I, you retained I, the crown.
2: I, I retracted it. I <laughs> said no, we I go back. I, I Scotland's also on that my shit list. But I, I feel like <laughs> if we just do a whole episode of
0: saying all the things that we got incorrect Correct. because the twenty-hour be <laughs> episode. It would be <laughs> it would be a long episode, but because we have like a single one star review at iTunes, <laughs> yeah, and I feel uh, like it's, what? The, yeah. it's the one person being like, They're man, bad. these guys are could not be more
2: wrong, yeah.
0: about oh, everything. Real, dog. for real, I have not seen
2: this. Somebody like, said they, they referenced us on a paper. I think it was Jess or something, and I feel like our podcast is going from um uh what's the, the term uh from <laughs> credible <laughs> to no, no 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 it was it was it was <laughs> slightly, slightly less semi- credible. informative to non-informative. I you know. Oh, yeah,
0: no, we've been non-informative
3: for <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> but, I, I'm going to stand firm and I want to know who this fuckface is and I want to <laughs> know their reasoning. What, what are they saying that we're doing wrong? I want to know. Probably because probably you just called him fuck face. That's yeah. probably the problem. <laughs> I well, stand review. by that comment as well until they can prove me that they're not a fuckface. <laughs> so, hey, l-
2: number l- l- two, on- <laughs> do what l- l- listeners at home please counteract that one star review and give us as many five stars as you can. So Taylor will never ask me as fuck face and get in a fight. That's oh awesome. my all
3: oh, ridiculous. One star, God. Well, what the fuck ever. So, the second point that I want to clarify is about the Redwoods. So, redwood trees, they actually predate birds, flowers, dinosaurs, and, of course, modern humans. Really? Yeah, they began their reign about 240 million years ago. Their reign as if they're like an invasive species (laughs) that conquers all species in (laughs) a way. (laughs) Well, they're beasts. But uh, to to put it in perspective, uh, dinosaurs, um, I guess, evolved to what we call dinosaurs about 230 million years ago. Flowers, oddly enough, about 130 million years ago, mm. even though there has been fossils of pollen found that could be as old as 240 million years. <laughs> um, oh, wow. It would make sense to me that flowers probably exist at the same time as all these other plants, but that's not what they say. <laughs> they say 130 <laughs> million years. Uh, birds. birds uh, there, there
2: weren't flowers
3: back when dinosaurs were around? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what they're saying here, yeah. That doesn't make really
2: uh, damn sense. How are there no flowers? What? They're, wait, but what what? In Jurassic Park,
0: they say the terraforma grew doesn't grow since the Cretaceous period.
3: Yeah, the, I mean we're not talking about plants. We're talking about flowering Yeah, plants. I don't
2: get, yeah, but still like I I don't know botany. Let's put that out. There. I don't know a lot of things. I do a lot of science things, but I don't know botany at all. I know you can grow poop potatoes on Mars, but uh, in in j- the Jurassic uh, period I know for a fact that a lot of the animals were uh, not carnivorous; they were herbivores and yeah. omnivores, and they ate a lot of fucking greens. And there's no way with all the the uh, maybe I'm just wrong and blatantly speaking on my ass, but there's no way that they had all these greens to eat and none of them flowered. That's like
3: I don't that, find that hard to believe. I mean, what? that's that's like saying all these dinosaurs existed, but dogs didn't exist. I don't you
2: know,
0: know man. I mean? There's there's like, aren't flowers like? Mostly poisonous to
3: herbivores, so therefore
0: maybe they didn't grow due to <laughs> That's
3: evolution. Something I don't know like about evolution I, I don't know about the poisonous part, but what I would imagine is you know, flower is ornate. It's pretty. It's got a purpose. It it seems to its purpose seems to be to attract bugs, like to, to attract bees and shit like that. That's why it's yeah. pretty, I guess. Like like all these other animals that are pretty. It would take a long time to evolve into this weird variation, you know, of all these bright colors, these random patterns, random shapes, you know, different numbers of petals. I don't know. I agree with you. That does seem crazy, but this is what all the right. research shows. You're so set. I don't know. If this person with one star can disprove that, <laughs> I'll fucking, I'll, I'll get on board. So birds came around about 65 million years ago when yeah. the dinosaurs died off, right? As dinosaurs evolve into birds, those are the only things that were left.
2: And crocs, right?
3: Crocodilios, yeah. Or alligators. Not
2: the shoe brand. <laughs> so
3: crocs. there are three main uh, types of redwoods. You got the coastal redwood, which everybody knows about, the Sequoia simpervirens. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're now restricted to the uh, Northern California coast, all up and down, oh, uh, all up the, the West Coast. What? Which, what? Said,
2: what, what? What? I said, what? 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 Yeah, <laughs> they Tree. were
3: once worldwide. Uh, The second type is the uh, sequoia dendron gigantea, and that is restricted to one single strip in the Sierra Nevada mountains. And then there is the meta sequoia or the dawn redwood, uh, which is only located in one remote valley in China. Now, one of the common misconceptions and the thing that we were really wondering about last week is like, why the fuck don't these things grow everywhere else? Oh, yeah. Well, redwoods can actually grow anywhere. And people even grow them here in the southeastern United States. Get out. Ah, yeah, that's what I fucking said. But they can't reach their full size uh, without these special conditions found in these certain places, so, n- namely being the constant temperature between 50 and 60 degrees, and more importantly, consistent heavy fogs.
2: So what you're saying is that you can grow them, but in order for them to actually reach maturity or really like go st- full steroid and get huge like redwoods do, they have to have a ton of moisture in the air.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure about the maturity part, but the size for sure. I guess like, that's what I, I was guess calling. it would just yeah. look like a a normal tree or something around here with just a different color bark and di- you know. Yeah. The maturity but, thing is
2: kinda of just calling the size, but yeah, I'm wrong with right. that. Oh, well, that makes sense.
3: Yeah, it's kinda of weird. And I guess one of the the needs for this heavy fog is because redwoods actually pull in majority of their nutrients through the needles that are at the top of the canopy, yeah. uh, to supplement the roots. And these fogs while they aid in that, they also snub out uh, competing trees that can't survive constant dampness. Oh, your you know, like Other trees would mold and stuff. What's your topic about? I don't even know. Like I said, it's probably not related <laughs> much to this at all. Yeah, the topic is <laughs> okay. not related to this much at all. I just wanted to talk about this. Hey, I don't think our topic is going to be very long today, so I just wanted to have some fun and uh, just get back. You know, people are trying to say that we're wrong, and I don't want to be wrong, you know?
2: so <laughs> I'm, I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> I live my life. I live my life wrong. <laughs> in the wrong lane.
3: So one of the weird things about redwoods also is that it will continue to grow after being uprooted. And in fact, most uprooted? redwoods that we see are actually clones that are grown from fallen trees. About 80% of them are clones. Right. Really? So like
2: one falls uh, and then another one grows in that place?
3: Right. Yeah. It grows from a branch or a clipping or the stump that's left behind. Oh, Um, yeah. So about 80% of the ones that we see are from clones. And if you take that into account, you know, 2000 years old is like the oldest, uh, sequoia that we talk about. But if you take into account the fact that they're mainly clones, that age could be upwards of 30,000 years. If you're talking about its genealogy, it's, you know, clone of the same tree.
2: Wasn't the general Sherman tree, the oldest tree, the oldest sequoia?
3: I think the General Sherman is something biggest. to do with its width, like its okay. diameter or circumference uh, or whatever. I, I saw think. that
2: shit when I was a kid. That thing is fucking amazing, treat. That
3: amazing is, tree. That thing is,
2: you walk up to it and you're like, that is like five cars. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is that at? Uh, it's in Northern California, it's a Quinn National Shh. Forest. Which I've it's, never it, been. It's close to the, uh, to Yosemite. Kings,
3: in Kings Canyon, I think, you, or something like you that. You take
2: Pacific Coast Highway all the way up through Big Sur. You pass. All the way up there. Huntington Beach, you pass <laughs> Beach, you go all the way up there and you go on your right, you have to go. You basically have to travel with uh, with chains on your car because the, the cops will pull you over yeah. on the super steep incline if you don't have them. Yeah. Like, we got pulled over like five times. It's like myself and my brothers and they're like, are you guys doing anything suspicious? But we just don't have chains, sir. We, we're fine. It's four-wheel <laughs> drive. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have like, like huh? we have surfboards in our car like no we're not dangerous You're like, there's, there's <laughs> no waves did. up in these mountains you know, boy we, we rode fucking snow we <laughs> took the fins off we just went down the hill <laughs> this video where are these
3: of... things breaking at man
2: <laughs> in the trees <laughs> man
3: <laughs> alright so that's enough fun facts about fucking redwoods but we're going to go ahead and clear the, clear the air about bonsai trees. They're exactly what I fucking said they were last week. You can bonsai almost any tree as long as it is a perennial, a perennial woody tree or shrub that produces branches, and it's mainly just about clipping them. Uh, most people yeah. uh, will confuse bonsaiing with dwarfing, which is a selective practice uh, of choosing genetic miniatures and just genetically choosing miniatures, selective breeding. So bonsai mm. is literally, you take a fucking seed, you plant it, you you, you it's, it's got to be a shallow pot, you clip it in the perfect way over 20, 40 years, and it becomes a mature tree just a tiny little size.
0: So you're telling me that if there's bonsai trees on Mount Blanca, that means someone's tending to these trees to make them that way?
3: Oh, shit. Uh, Does, did you that, just open that this is, up? That is, what the, that is what common sense would show, yes.
0: Get what? out of here. That's weird. Yeah,
3: if there is a bonsai tree, that is strictly the art of pruning it.
0: So someone literally would have to climb up Mount Blanca to where these bonsai trees are. Bonsai said yeah. tree <laughs> enough for it to actually continue to regrow. <laughs> to bonsai. And plant said to tree. Bonsai. To bonsai. said tree.
2: When I was a kid, the word bonsai was what you said when you wanted to do a Bonsai. Prune. Bonsai. Bonsai. That's bonsai. Whole- that's literally what you use to, like, improve a sentence.
3: That's what Mr. Miyagi says when he's drunk, thinking about his wife. Uh, That's also what the aliens of Men in Black say. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. well. All right, so the last little bit of fun yeah. facts that we got today is about the Joshua Trees. Uh, this one's still pretty elusive. It's crazy. The oldest one is said to be about 1,000 years old. The name Joshua Tree was given... Uh, by the Mormons who were traveling through the area because it resembled a biblical story of Joshua and some fire. I don't know the story. I don't give two shits, but that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, It's actually said that uh, by the end of this current century, uh, Joshua Tree National Park could lose up to 90% of its population due to climate change. And while climate change has always been happening, plants typically can migrate um, via animal poop and shit like that, right? <laughs> what? They, wait, Do you repeat that? <laughs> well, what? what about pooping and migration? So, yeah, the way plants migrate is that it gets in animals' poop, right? An animal oh, eats yeah, this yeah, plant, yeah, eats yeah, the yeah, seed. Yeah, yeah. The poop is pooped somewhere else. Oftentimes, where they poop is like, well, this is not a suitable area for this plant to grow. It doesn't grow. Other times, this is a really suitable plant, uh, place for this plant to grow, and it grows and proliferates. Okay? So
2: they're hoping that the fastest animals eat them.
3: Yeah. yeah, we need cheetahs to be eating Joshua trees. <laughs> so uh, apparently the Shasta ground sloth uh, went extinct about 13,000 years ago, and since then, uh, the migration of these plants has pretty much stopped, and they're kind of stuck where they're at. And on top yeah, of that, yeah. uh, they need extremely strict conditions, no matter where they're at, to bloom. So they don't even bloom every year, apparently. And they uh, rely on one single type of uh, yucca moth to pollinate it. So it's like, I guess, rare to a bloom, even more rare to get pollinated. So wow. that kind of, it hurts its cause. But while I was looking into the Joshua Tree, I ran across this cool story about Joshua Tree National Park. Uh, in 1973, Graham Parsons of, he was, I think he was the guitarist of The Birds. I'm not quite sure. He was the songwriter of The Birds. He was in the band The Birds. Uh, He died of an overdose uh, at the age of 26. Uh, He and a few friends promised each other that when they die, their ashes are to be spread at Joshua Tree National Park. Um, Huh. Yeah. So Parsons died, and oddly enough, he died in Joshua Tree at room number eight at the Joshua Tree Inn. Uh, The friends that he made this pact with was his road manager, Phil Kaufman, and his assistant, Michael Martin. So after he died... Parsons' body was on its way to be flown to his family in New Orleans, okay? Uh, these two guys, Phil Kaufman and Michael Martin, either A, one of them owned a hearse, or they stole a hearse. I think one of them owned the, the hearse. So they acquire a hearse, they drive it to LAX, they're dressed as mortuary workers, they convince uh, the airline to release the body to them because they're the, they're the hearse guys. They essentially steal the fucking body, They drive several hours up to Joshua Tree, get wasted, and then light the casket on fire. Uh, Neighboring campers, (laughs) yeah, neighboring campers and people in the area call the cops because there's a random fire being burned. Uh, The cops easily catch these guys because they're wasted. Uh, They gather up the body, um, but apparently at least 30 pounds or so of body remains or ashes uh, were left at the park. So, job well done. They completed. They can, you know, they they fulfilled the promise that they had promised Mr. Parsons, um, but then they were accused of grand theft. Obviously, they were fined for the burning, and they had to pay for the funeral. So the body was then flown to New Orleans, where the family could could bury it. Dang, but, it's fucking uh, wild, dude. Yeah, but the info I found said that they were accused of grand thefts. They were fined for burning and then had to pay for the funeral. So I don't know if there were any charges against them other than, hey, you can't be burning random fires in a national park. And then they had to pay for the funeral. So I don't know. (laughs) Not that bad, I guess. Kind of a crazy fucking story, though. That's wild. Wow. So it's you ask, fire. how the fuck does this relate to today's episode? And today's I'm, episode's I, all about trees. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if it has anything to do with it, other than <laughs> how like you crazy keep... nature is. I I I've, I just wanted to clear up the facts, clear the air from last week, and uh, these these things we're talking about how beautiful and crazy our world is and how nature is. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that that is the connecting fabric in today's episode, and it is up to you to connect it. Okay. okay. I'm
2: so fucking lost. You've curbed me probably that was four or the, five times. This is the craziest, lengthiest
0: misdirection of any episode so far, and I love it. <laughs> Way back when, all you guys, I
1: love it. All you guys did <laughs> say
2: was a story about a, a cat and a girl named Sabrina, and I was like, I'm onto it. Or they're like, face <laughs> I'm off. It. I'm onto it. Basically, you're <laughs> like, hey, off.
0: here's a bunch of corrections and facts about trees, and now here's a topic that has nothing
3: to do with any of those No, it's on you! That's pretty much it. (laughs) Yeah. So here we go. Let's dive in. On September 16th, 1994, the Ariel Primary School in Zimbabwe, 200-plus young kids were outside playing during their morning recess. Sometime during this morning break, 64 of those children claimed to have experienced something supernatural. Now, most of these kids described first seeing a flash of light from the corner of their eye, before then witnessing a small... Silver, saucer-like craft appear lowering through the trees just at the boundary of the schoolyard.
2: Another fucking alien?
3: That's what it seems to be. Oh, shit. (laughs) So some of these kids have described that it landed. Some say that it just hovered inches above the ground. But all of the descriptions of the craft are strikingly similar. Uh, They say it was a round silver saucer with a fairly flat brim, And around this craft was a series of lights that were oscillating in color. Uh, The kids also describe a loud ringing sound that one of them likens to the sound of a flute. So the 60-plus kids gather near the edge of the playground and stare in awe at what is taking place right before their eyes. Upon nearing the ground, several beings appear in close proximity to the craft and the kids. The exact description of these beings varies slightly, Uh, But that is to be expected when trying to extract some truths from like a bundle of elementary school children, you know, but overwhelmingly these beings were described as typical gray aliens. Uh, They were said to be about the same size as these kids with pale gray skin, you know, large ass heads and massive black bug like eyes. Uh, One of them uh, was said to have very long straight black hair. And a funny comment that one of the kids made about it is that it looked like a hippie. <laughs> <The> <laughs> alien look a hippie yeah, with like the... shades on, looking like John Lennon. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like who is this guy, man? Uh, dude, check uh, this doobie. <laughs> uh, some of the kids, oddly though, said they described the skin as black. They kept referring to the to these aliens as black. Oh yeah, they were black skinned or whatever. And uh, some say they couldn't even see a face at all, but rather a blurry area. Uh, where the face was. What? So, yes. Yeah. So, I, f- or where the face would be. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, so, some of the descriptions I read and I-, I listened to described three aliens. Some of them described two aliens. So, I'm going to describe this as possibly three. So, while at least one, but maybe two of these beings were said to have approached the group, uh, one stayed on the flat brim of the craft and was running back and forth from side to side of the craft with no explanation, (laughs) and just continued to do so the entire time.
2: Distraction! Distraction! (laughs) Distraction! Distraction. (laughs) That sounds like me. That's something I would do. (laughs) Look at me, people! (laughs) Uh,
3: But the ones that approached the group of kids were said to have hovered just above the ground while still executing a walking-like strut. Like and one <laughs> Like this is the way a human
2: was so like the way if Mark Zuckerberg was an alien, this is the way <laughs> yeah. a
3: human moves. But dude, oddly enough, that's <laughs> kind of how some of these kids uh, described it. Uh, it's said that one of these continued to imitate movements of one or more of the kids, while the other just stared blankly into the crowd. Sounds so, like
2: the end of Annihilation with uh, Natalie
3: Portman. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen Nick? it. I haven't seen it. Yes. Anni- Annihilation. We yes. went to see it together. We had, we had yes. a date.
2: We had a date.
3: Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So oddly enough, it was like one of these beings was seemingly imitating movements that the kids were making. Apparently, right before these kids uh, saw the craft, they were playing like a hopscotch typey game where they're skipping around, jumping. Wait, the aliens are the kids. The uh, the kids were doing this. Okay. okay, Okay. Okay. So yeah. So apparently, just like as they're approaching, one of the aliens is doing something very similar to what the kids are doing. Hop, hopscotch? Hops, Hopscotch-type movements.
0: I imagine the conversation, the, right. the, the conversation before they get off the ship, it's like, you know, Randy, Doyle, and Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> and Sergeant Pepper's like, all right, Randy, Doyle, listen up, guys, okay? We got to be cool, all right? We don't know where we landed. We just got to be cool. Uh, Randy, <laughs> be cool. you get up top. Doyle, you follow my lead. And then <laughs> Randy's up top running around like a fool, Doyle starts playing hopscotch, and Sergeant Pepper's feeling like an embarrassed asshole because all these kids are looking at him, being like, man. I don't know what the fuck these things are, but we have more common sense and intelligence than that fucker up there making laps on nothing, this guy thinking he's playing hopscotch, and this one
3: long-haired fucker who's just staring at us figuring out what to do next. I'm not going to lie. As long as we've known Doyle, I think that is something that he would do. He would interact with us. Doyle's uh, a people person. He's a people guy. Synchronicity. Okay. Here, <laughs> okay. All right. yeah, this here's is here's
2: what happened. So first off, you viewers listeners at home. Just say what just I fucking blew up Doyle today. Yes. So okay, yes. Doyle yes. Yes. Yeah Fuck okay, so uh Doyle is stands at about, you know, Four and a half feet, maybe four Doyle feet. Doyle is an alien, an inflatable alien we He's brought our, to Orlando. He's like our mascot. Us. He's our mascot. We take him everywhere. And he, I blew up. I, I spent all day today. I was editing, and I had him, like, the back of his head. I was blowing him up with my with my my, my mouth. I was just blowing him up all day, uh, editing away. Just Yeah, I mean, he spent a while. <laughs> and I blew him up. And then, Taylor, you're fucking bringing up
3: Doyle again. Dude, Dude synchronicity. He's right there. He's, staring he's at literally right behind me staring at me. <laughs> I can't believe you blew that shit up. Dude, me and Nick were trying to blow it up. It's uh, it was not going anywhere. We had not. to use a little machine to do it. Oh, Tate,
0: I a
2: pump. blew the whole thing up by myself. Johnny's got uh, those swimmer the swimmer's lungs. He's got those, <laughs> uh, those I used, Michael Phelps lungs. I used to play trombone. I, I was a swimmer. Yes. I have gra- I can hold my breath for three and a half minutes. I,
3: I don't know how long, long I can hold my breath. Let's find out right now. But I am a <laughs> championship uh toker who i'm a i'm a, I'm a championship <laughs> i'm a championship bond guy and i'll take anybody on okay uh roar, how, roar sponsor me
2: i don't think it's how hard you can breathe in i think it's how long you can hold your breath that's how, good that's how, good how point. big your lungs can expand
3: that's a good point
2: that's a good point also i can do this thing boys called circular breathe if you didn't hear about you know, about that
3: it's good for singing isn't it
2: uh i only did it with saxophone i don't know if i could sing and do it Oh, okay, I can't sing period, anyways, so you're telling me these aliens are doing hopscotch imitating these humans, so no matter what they were doing, like they could have come down to like some like uh like trailer back boys like mudding thing, and you're telling me these alien ships would have been <laughs> yeah. mudding with their spaceship,
3: <laughs> but after several moments, uh these beings float or hopscotch back to the ship and they zip on off uh the whole group of kids, they run up to the schoolhouse to explain what the fuck just happened, okay. Now, how do you describe that? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess exactly how it happened. Exactly how I just described it to you, sir. But, you know, when I read about this story, my mind, like, automatically, like, built a scene of, you know, kind of what I expected this place to look like. And I pictured a group of, you know, obviously African kids who probably had no way to connect this experience with, like, sci-fi television or movies. Sure. Right. You know, I pictured a schoolhouse to be, like, the basic hut. Something pretty basic. Mouse. I literally pictured the movie The Air Up There, starring Kevin Bacon. Like, that's what I thought the area was and the people and What would year? Be like. What year was this? This is 1994. Okay. In Zimbabwe. Uh, I don't have the actual city, I guess, but it's in Zimbabwe. Um, but this was not the case at all. Uh, it seemed to be a fairly put-together place, probably on par with the elementary schools that we went to here in the States. Uh, the population of the kids seemed to be pretty split between... Uh, kids of African descent and kids um, born in Europe all of which seem to be pretty educated and well spoken for their ages um, wow. yeah it was it was kind of eye-opening you know I, I don't want to I't use the word ignorant but yeah I guess that's what that is hmm. you know we just picture I just automatically pictured that these were African tribe type people who were out in the bush whatever you know not necessarily a, a put together place and it kind of aided in my understanding of the place at first because i thought oh that that makes it more credible because these kids have no connection to sci-fi movies and shit like that so they're describing literally what they saw right yeah and they're not they're not connecting it to some past experience or something they've seen on tv before yeah right but i don't and oddly enough a lot of the research that i was doing at first uh described these kids as no having no possible basis uh or knowledge of UFOs and the idea of aliens doesn't even exist in Zimbabwe. So in that's, Zimbabwean culture.
2: That's a very Zimbabwean. That's a very uh interesting concept. So like the the concept of aliens or what an alien looks like for people in America or people in Europe, I'd say is very understood. Like, we understand what an alien would look like through movies, through uh, comic books and graphics and that kind of stuff. We're drip fed images that show us what an alien is. But if there's somebody out there that has, like, zero connection to First World or people that have that ability right. to see aliens and they still describe it as the same thing, that shit is wild.
3: Yeah, right. Well, kind of, oh, go ahead.
0: We, talk, like, we talked about that early in the podcast where I think I was saying, you know, I think aliens and stuff, just imagine a world without like our perception influenced by television and film and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I imagine that like it, it makes the experiences more credible when you hear them described by a culture who's maybe not familiar with the aliens and film and television. Right. Because, you know, I think, District Nine obviously was a movie made by a South African filmmaker in South Africa, in Johannesburg. Sure. So, you know, obviously that, but like the perception of aliens in there, they weren't little green men or gray men. They were, you know, insects, essentially. Yeah. They were like, sh- you know, giant shrimp people. Yeah, <laughs> but there's, there's so many,
2: people. but, but, the, the, well, my, my belief is that, like, or my, my, what I'm saying is that the, the, the term, is when you think of alien, like an alien, yeah, um, just, I just like not
3: from where I am, I guess.
2: Well, yeah, I was gonna say there's a specific, there's a one very similar little green man, little gray man that comes to mind. Not like, yeah, like Doyle, soda. yeah, um, but not like a xenomorph, not like the roach people, not like the guys from Arrival. Like, yeah, there's a similar, and so I'm saying is that like if there were alien occurrences in places that didn't have. Influences through um, entertainment. This is the same thing. No, I I agree with you that like there are other types of aliens, and those are in different movies that don't have influence. But like, I think it blows me away that these kids fucking saw what I have seen and been portrayed by. Yeah, like the
3: typical gray alien. It's so weird that that is the description that comes up a lot. You know, sometimes you people describe it as very human. But right. the overwhelming majority is this, gre- what you would call, gray alien, and that's why we can just say the words gray alien and you immediately picture it, you know what I mean?
0: So besides Randy running back and forth up top like an idiot, <laughs> did the other two, I mean, were they just standing there besides imitation?
3: Yeah, yeah. The one was kind of, uh, well, this is also, uh, some of the information I found said that there were only two aliens. Uh, some of them said that there was one on the ship and then two approached the kids. So- we have to kind of, I don't know, pick what we want to believe. But from what I understand, yeah, one was on the ship just going back and forth like an idiot. Uh, another one was kind of being like an imitator. And the other one just stone cold staring at this group of kids. Just stone cold. Stone and uh, cold. So what I, what I found weird about this is there, there are interviews with these kids and... Um, in the interviews, they actually use the fucking words UFO and aliens in their descriptions. So I was immediately like, what? That don't make no sense. They obviously know what that shit is, right?
2: Yeah, they shouldn't know what it is either.
3: Right. But what we are talking about a second ago with the alien thing, uh, like, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. I feel like we have. Um, but the Dogons, there's a tribe called the Dogons, and I don't remember exactly where they are, but I think this was during the Vietnam War, where... Uh, these, this Dogon tribe is a remote island and during that time, uh, it was, I think during Vietnam War, we were having to take supplies to the area and we needed, we needed, uh, locations, right, to, to set up shop. So in these, these islands, U.S. would bring basically rations, equipment, things for these people in exchange to like, hey, let us use your area for a little bit. And they would bring this tribe all kinds of sweet shit right and food and stuff that they didn't have and after the war was over they left everything was gone and when you go and visit these dogons they now worship uh what they just think is what you would call plane and they make these straw fucking replica planes worshiping them thinking that these planes or whatever was the, their god or whatever, this alien, or if you can think of it that way, that was yeah. bringing him all these goods. So they had no perception of what it could have been and they kind of make up their own belief system based off of it afterwards.
2: I think that's, I mean, I keep bringing up movies, but that's in Star Trek, Wrath of Khan, the new uh, Star Trek that came out, like, not new, like four four years ago, Um, with Benedict Cumberbatch, there was a group of aliens, or, yeah, aliens, that had never known of other intelligence and they saw the Enterprise and they created that as their god, right? Because they didn't understand it and it was like a flying disc and I think people do that. I think it is a common practice that when you don't understand something and it's put in front of you as a higher uh, not higher power but as like a more intelligence it's it's got to be your religion it becomes religion like it it makes you question
3: everything all right that's a good point makes you question everything dude on a a spiritual level but so you know we were talking a second ago where did these descriptions come from you know from these kids because there are videos online that you can actually check out uh that happened right there in 1994 like the week it happened Um, So immediately following the incident, uh, the kids were interviewed by a guy named Tim Leach of the BBC in Zimbabwe, and also tons of other news outlets. And I guess since we mentioned news outlets here, it's probably a good time to mention that the previous week, there were literally thousands, thousands of sightings and group sightings of UFOs, flying orbs, weird things in the skies of Zimbabwe, And it was broadcast all over the fucking news. And it was, like, a big deal, like, a week prior to this happening.
2: So that would make sense.
3: Yeah, so that would make sense in two different ways. Like, okay, so they're around, and that makes sense. We saw them in the sky the previous week, and they show up here. Another way to think of it is, like, okay, that could be a potential spot uh, that the kids were exposed to the thought of aliens, the thought of UFOs.
2: You know, kids, they fucking make up shit all the time.
3: Make up shit all the time. And that is what's weird about this. It's, like... Yeah, a couple kids can make shit up, but what their teachers and their their headmaster, since they all speak, uh, you know, European English. Headmaster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the headmaster was like, came to the conclusion that there's no way that 60 plus kids could all agree on anything, let alone have their stories like so like similar, their descriptions of the being and the way everything Ah. happened so similar, you know. That's pretty rare, I guess. So he came to the conclusion that, like, okay, I'm not saying that there are aliens. He's very careful about, like, not saying that what they saw was any certain thing, but he's just like, there's no way to deny it's weird that these people, they saw something for sure, you know? Mm. So one of the most credible pieces of this piece of of pie is uh, when Harvard psychiatrist Dr. John Mack uh, joined the party. Uh, he's actually the most uh, notable name to get involved with the uh, initial interview process. So uh, just after uh, the uh, the sighting, he traveled to Zimbabwe and individually interviewed the witnesses and came to the conclusion that these, these kids did indeed see something, and they all seemed to describe the same things in the same way. Um, the interviews, like I said, were videotapes. You can find snippets of them online. If you want to get a sense of these kids' reactions and, like, kind of get a sense of these kids, who they are. You know, they, they seem like competent little kids. So, you, don't, sure, sure, you know, sure. it's not weird. But Dr. Max's uh, main track of study was the exploration of how one's perceptions of the world affects their relationships. And he was certified in child and adult psychoanalysis. Psycho, psychoanalysis. <laughs> S- psychoanalysis.
0: <There> <laughs> <laughs> that's That's the word.
3: And in the early '90s, uh, he started compiling alien encounters and abduction experiences, with the presumption uh, that he could shine some light on whatever mental illness was uh, causing these these hallucinations, as he was saying. Uh, but not long into this process, he noted that there was no consistent sign of signs of mental troubles, and that the people he interviewed uh, overwhelmingly showed a heightened sense of spirituality and a concern for the environment. So this is where the synchronicities start to show their face. Uh, the immediately impact, the immediate impact uh, that the encounter had on these Zimbabwean children varied quite a bit. Uh, one child's arm fell off, while another grew what wait, resembled wait, a wait, tail. Wait, wait. What?
0: <laughs> wait. <laughs> no, I'm just
3: joking about that part. Oh, about that part. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: saying, you can't just drop info like that <laughs> and just yeah. walk away from it. Are you saying random nah. after, after this occurrence, they all just are giving a show about the environment?
3: No, not necessarily. But, okay. uh, so, but what I am saying is that they were, infected, they were affected in various ways. Uh, some of the kids were very frightened. Uh, some enjoyed it, were excited. They thought it was the coolest thing ever, and they, they want to do it again. Uh, but some kids reported something that we've actually heard before, which is what you guys are talking about. Uh, some of the kids say that while this gray alien that was staring so deeply into the group actually projected images into their mind and was communicating with them telepathically. And the wow. images that they were projecting into these young people's minds was that of world destruction, trees dying, the environment uh, suffering, um, what, and it seemed to be brought about by people's own doing. Now, it, it, so what these ch- these children took from it, like a handful of them, is exactly what you said a second ago. These children started to fucking care about the environment. They were imparted with some kind of knowledge or some worry that, like, oh, my God, something's going to happen. We need to do something. And these are young kids who are in Zimbabwe who probably have, again, I'm assuming that they have little to no knowledge about the the environmental dangers that are going on in the rest of the world. But, you know, I think back to when I was 8 years old, and I'm pretty much the same age as these kids. um, Think back to when I was 8. No, no, that's the exact opposite. I think of 1990 and the mid-'90s was every single day in class you heard about pollution, things need to change in the environment, you need to recycle. Literally everything involved with school had something to do with recycling. Like it was definitely on the agenda, right? Everything was about Uh. climate change, which, you know, whatever. It could be real, could be whatever. But the main thing was people needed to start taking care of the environment. So, you know, maybe these kids were exposed to those same campaigns. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. I don't know. But what it made me think back to, was when I, when I heard, you know, when I read this that like they were being projected potential doom on the environment, I immediately thought of the Denver airport uh, episode okay. and some of the paintings that we talked about. Oh shit! With the uh, with the kids and yeah. the, the yeah. guy in the gas mask. Yeah, and one of the main points that we were making was like, hey, okay, something's going to happen. You know, possibly these paintings are some weird warning about. You know, impending doom on the planet, some crazy natural disaster that's going to happen, or possibly brought on by you know, a man-made disaster, and then it's up these kids in this painting to figure out how to carry on. You know, and that's yeah. it's like seems to be kind of similar to this. And then it also made me think of like a brief thing that we talked about last week, and I couldn't really find the info on it, but when we were talking about uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. Didn't you say, Nick, that he talked about some kind of a weird telepathic thing that he had that involved the environment? Or was it just telepathic stuff talking about those shafts?
0: It was, he had multiple uh, telepathic experiences. He wrote a whole book about it, Dr. Stephen Greer. Uh, and you can get the book now and read it. And it's basically just like it breaks down certain events. And there are several accounts where he was communicating about the environment telepathically with these aliens
3: it's like a weird theme you know yeah it's a really weird Uh, theme like i mean we should all care about the environment point blank but how weird is it that prominent sightings prominent encounters are imparting onto individuals the need to care more about the environment
2: but then again let's uh, just take a second and assume that that's an agenda Exactly.
3: Yes, I agree.
2: Okay, so here's here's the my my thought process. If I could fake a claim, fake a claim, and say that I was told by a higher power or higher intelligence of a situation that bettered my cause, that would be all the cause and and that I'd need to further my agenda.
3: One hundred percent. That makes sense with Dr. Stephen Greer. Like like we said last week. I think maybe I bashed him a little bit hard where I didn't mean to. I was really just bashing that stupid fucking documentary that he came out with. So That's I, why he th- didn't come on the podcast. He emailed me back. <laughs> yeah. He emailed me back. For he real? was like, oh, he's that one star that
2: we got? Did, did he actually email you back? Yeah, he, he emailed me back. What did he say? He's like, I can't come on your
0: podcast. You guys don't believe in me or support me. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a weird situation.
3: Well, that's a you, nut punch. No, but. it
0: wasn't. No, I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. Oh my god! But, but so, we did. We did get an email back from uh, Anna Kramer saying that she's that uh, Dr. Greer's v- rarely available on short notice. Uh, his CE5 group has had amazing experiences on and near Blanca Peak. You may want to get contact countdown to Transformation is summer related there from our store. Go to oh, www. Wow. <laughs>
3: oh, I see. So exactly as I highlighted in the serious documentary, while they were, you know, luring everybody in with this alien info, they quickly switch it to climate change and all this other stuff related to, you know, climate, which is exactly what you just said, Johnny. Like, it's obviously somebody's agenda. It's an obvious agenda, but... Yeah. You know, you hear these little kids say it. I don't know, that makes you think that, wow, weird. Did this kid actually say it? Or were these kids, were they saying stuff and it was then... You know, twisted and contorted by the interviewer or whatever to say these dumb things. And I will say this: um, say it. <laughs> so yeah, there is actually a a documentary being made, and apparently it's almost finished being made.
2: I was just
3: about to ask, hey,
0: Taylor, in your research, did you see about this documentary?
3: <laughs> he, he, he just uh, blasted that over to my mind from Spring Hill to Atlanta.
0: How the fuck yes. is that happening so
3: much? So this documentary is called Aerial Phenomenon, and you can <laughs> find it on aerialphenomenon.com. And it's basically, I'm on it right now. <laughs> it looks like it's fucking cool, and another little piece of synchronicity is going to pop in here with it. Um, it's set, I believe, to release later this year, but I think they're trying to raise money to figure out how exactly it's going to be released. Uh, if you look at some of the credits, uh, some major players there are credited with being involved. So it's pro- it looks like it's going to be pretty fucking legit. And if you watch the trailer for it, uh, it features somebody that we were having a little conversation about the other day off the air, uh, but it features Dan Aykroyd in the... In the trailer, talking about how important this is and, you know, how it could be shining light on new ideas. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So it's, it's, it could potentially be a really cool documentary. And uh, one thing that they do is they catch up with all these kids. Um, So they're now 30, 32, 33, and they re-interview these kids, these adults now. And I did see some snippets online, which was from one of the girls who's probably one of the main subjects in this documentary. She's Fairly good-looking. And this is the only clips I could find online. Um, It it only featured her. So she's probably one of the more outspoken people on it. She did say some things in the clips that I saw that I didn't see anywhere in the older footage, which is kind of, like, fishy to me. But she said one statement that during the projection, she was one of the children that had these images projected into her mind. Uh, She said... She brought up, not use the word screen memory, like we talked about last week, but uh, she did say that during these projections, the face that she saw on the alien, this gray alien that was staring hardcore at the group, kind of morphed into what she says was a lion. Um, So I don't know. That's possibly another variation of screen memory that we talked about with the owls, where they try and project something that's more comforting yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds kind of crazy. A lion. A lion, yeah. Pretty comforting. Yeah, so like, but they, they are in in, Z- in Zimbabwe, so, you know. Uh, maybe, right. yeah, maybe a little lions But, like,
0: yeah, obviously the lion wasn't going to harm her, so maybe it basically cloaked itself in her mind so no one else saw it as a lion. Like, only she saw it as a lion. Yeah, I was oh, su- I'm
3: assuming that's how the <laughs> screen memory would work unless it's a collective, like, you know, thing where they're you know, obviously they're telepathically commuting with multiple people at the same time. I say obviously, but apparently they were. <laughs> so, that I don't know. That was kind of kind of weird, but I don't know, man. I I want to see this documentary and see what see what happens with it.
2: But I'm still. I feel like if if there was a projection of an animal, I feel like maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like there's a lot of animals I'd be more scared of than a, an alien. I, honestly,
3: I don't. I don't care what fucking animal it is. If I'm seeing an alien body in front of me and any kind of face pops onto that shit, it is no more comforting. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even thinking, like, what's uh, the movie Contact, where, the like, spoiler alert, fucking the alien projects himself or itself as fucking Jodie Foster's dad. Yeah. Like, lame as shit on the planet. Like, be more creative, you know? (laughs) Be the alien. Just be the fucking alien. That's what we want to see. I don't care how goofy you look or if it's gross or something, but one thing uh, that Dr. Mack talked about um, is that, so, his overall stance on uh, his investigations actually broadened to include the possibility that reality could be more than what Western culture is currently giving credit to, and that alien encounters could possibly be you know, essentially multi-dimensional. Or something that's not physically in the real world, but can still interact with us, you know, like multidimensional, you know, alternate reality type thing. And it kind of kind of bends into that area of hallucinate, hallucina- hallucinations and, you know, these hallucinatory drugs. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Like, A, they could come to us, and we don't have to take a drug to perceive it. Or B... We take these drugs and we open up whatever is needed to then see everything there without them wanting us to. I don't know. That's my problem. We had that.
2: We had that conversation last week about um about taking drugs and different hallucinogens and hallucinatory medicine and herbs or whatever to unlock a part of your brain to see these things. And I think that's a whole lot of hula. You know, like I I don't believe you. I don't. At the point you ingest something to have an experience, everything you have is in your mind, I
3: think. I see what you're saying. And I don't, I don't, even with you, when you're saying it that way, I don't think that that maybe that's correct. Maybe even if it is still in your mind, like it would have to exist in whatever the, we're calling your mind consciousness, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's happening, it's consciously happening to you, it, it could be still happening, and not be in this 3D physical world that we're in. You know, it's another dimension. You know, and that's the whole description of
2: it. But that's the thing, is that how can a how can a ingestible or dra- whatever, a, a, a device give me the ability to yeah. see a different plane?
3: Well, you have to I consume shit. So. You have to consume food, nutrients, just to survive. I mean, Man, if that was different. the idea of, like, we shouldn't have to put anything in our body to experience anything, You know what I mean? Like then we wouldn't even be able to live.
2: But experiencing something, a feeling, is way different than experiencing a different dimension.
3: But I don't think so. I don't think so. Think about it
2: though. Like think about getting blackout drunk. Never been. Well,
0: you understand the concept of it. You're right. So what's I mean, think about that. Like that's a whole different plane of thought. Like that that changes everything. When you take medication at like a doctor's office. Yeah, I've had that. You your body requires it there are some things like i get you know i'm all about holistic approaches and shit like that but like there are things you need like you know i'm a big fan of the cbds uh that is a a prime example of like for people with anxiety or with a form of disability or anything like that you ingest the cbd this plant this flower and it assists in helping that part of your mind. So like every, the thing that you're arguing against is something that we do every
2: day. Right. I, I think it could aid you, but I think I draw the line at age you to a different plane. Are you more clear headed when
0: you're starving and you haven't eaten in three days? Or are you more clear headed when you eat? Yeah.
2: But that's the difference is that, have you guys? Have you ever seen the 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 movie? I think it's Real Genius, or it might be Real Genius. It might might be without um, Kilmer. No, uh, ah, it might be Real yeah, Genius. It, like might be, uh, it might be it might be Baby Geniuses stop, too. Stop! 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 Uh, <laughs> Manhattan Project. I'm not sure. It's one of those two. Oh, yeah. And the kid is on a is with his mom and on a date with uh, a guy, and and he asks if he wants a drink, and the kid goes, No, I don't like when my um, opinion is impaired or my my whatever is impaired. Right. And I I agree, Nick. When I'm when I take supplements, uh, and I feed myself, it puts you on a different plane. I puts me on a plane that's better, but to alter it, like adjust something that changes that mentality and makes you looser, or see things that aren't. With the,
3: I don't, know. Well, I don't it, know, it may not be in this physical plane, but there are things that you know, know, know that. exist that you cannot physically see. Like you know that, like you know right. there are like different types it. of light. But
0: I can prove it sober. But think about, like, Uh, it's the concept of, like, children being able to see ghosts. A lot of people just credit them uh, because they're children with imaginations. But because they have an imagination, their mind is open enough to transport them to another plane. To see another plane, the spiritual plane that exists on our planet, like, on our everyday plane, there's a plane within that.
2: Malaysian 370?
0: Not airplane. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, the the whole theory from a spiritual, like, ghost perspective, from a psychic perspective, is that children can see, basically, they have, like, a sixth sixth sense. That goes away when you get older. Because your, your imagination goes away.
2: But I don't, but then again, I would say, yeah, kids can see things and hear shit that we can't hear as adults. But I would also argue the fact that kids have vivid imaginations.
3: Yeah, and imagination itself. like. Right the imaginary world that they created in their own mind, why is that not another dimension why is that not another plane uh, of existence well if we're, what if, we're, ma- if, we're if, if an idea is still real but yeah we can call it an idea though
2: we got to be separate 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 fabrication and a real you know but who's that, to say it's fabricated and
3: who's to say they're separate they're separate
2: well, so yeah, i guess i guess i have a i can make right now a plane a, a different dimension well, it's right not now not about right like yeah creating, you can imagine like, something
3: in your mind and it does yeah. exist in, it, it exists right there in your mind you're imagining it you know, I, what about then, that voice then, yeah. that's inside your head all the time? Like, then yeah,
2: I, then I, if, if that's what we're classifying it as, then every single hallucinogen makes you see a different dimension. But that's that's not how I'd classify it.
3: Hey, I don't know. I, got, I don't know. I don't even know what I know, what I think a dimension is. I really <laughs> don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I know. it's any, in my opinion, a dim- another dimension is anything that's not up, fucking, it's not north, it's not on the X, Y, or Z axis, you know? So it's not on the X, Y, or Z axis. It's another dimension. It's on another plane. It I doesn't mean, matter can... what it is. It's just not one of those three. So it's on a different plane. It's on a different dimension.
0: Well, we—I mean, man-made dimensions exist. I mean, we can create a third and fourth dimension. Wait, wait, every wait,
3: wait. simulation we that we make, every little world, Sim City, wait. you know, fucking uh, Vice City. Those are all a plane of existence, right? Yeah. Wait. Something they, exists in that world.
2: What do you mean we
0: created them? Well, dimensions we can create, like three three dimensional, four dimensional. We create dimensions wait, wait. within our own dimension.
2: We're we were put into this. Yes. But we were put here and we discovered what we call the area around us in an yeah. XYZ formation to be considered three dimensional and fourth dimensional on from there. We created the, the, the word for that terminology, but we didn't fabricate what that is. We just call right, it something. Yeah. Yeah. We can't make a new dimension. We just discovered, like, we can't make gravity. But we in just our mind,
0: when you're watching, a, like, a 3D movie that yeah, was created on a single plane, visually, like a flat screen, and can, those things are existing, yeah, like, well, that
2: that that's a new so, plane existing so instance, in front of you. So I would say you can make, you can, so Newton discovered gravity, and we can, or, yeah, and, but, and we can also make artificial gravity. Well, he didn't but, discover Gravity existed. He discovered it.
0: Oh, he proved it.
2: I think he discovered it. Well, I mean,
3: okay, yeah, what, either way, I think he,
2: yeah, he, he, humans was. discovered I, I, I,
3: gravity.
2: How is it different? Uh. Anyway, so anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, so so Newton put a word to it, right? Um, but, but when we can prove it. You know, his 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 uh, hypothesis went to a theory, and now we can create artificial gravity. So, like, I think we can create. We, we have 3D, but we can create artificial 3D on a movie. So what I'm saying is that we can't create different planes. We can just experiment with those planes that we're given and hey, maybe one day yeah. we can change different planes and go to different different dimensions. Well, we can with virtual reality. I don't think
3: so. I think it's that's all
2: virtual. Yeah, because you, you, you can you, 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 yeah. artificial gravity. Virtual...
3: Yeah, it's virtual yeah. though. So unlike but those things that you described which still exist in this 3D world with physics that still apply to this 3D world. Yeah, if you talk about a video game, simulation virtual reality, yeah, the mechanics of the machine are still operating in this world, but you can create all different kinds of physics laws within that engine, right? Like in the real 3D engine or whatever, you can make all these different laws. You have to assign the laws to act like our 3D world, right? To where something has weight or something falls down or something bumps into something and it has to move, right? You assign something a weight, so it bumps into something and it moves it more, right? But we could just as easily assign different rules to that environment and it doesn't replicate our 3D world. And that's a good example of that world that we just created is a new, it's a dimension, right? I guess, I mean, it's an ina- imaginary idea, I think, that I would say that that is another dimension.
2: I think we're using different words, but I can see what you're saying.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But either way. In 1994, Dr. Mack was the first tenured professor at Harvard University to have his studies investigated by an official committee on the grounds that he could be mis, uh, misinforming and irresponsible and being irresponsible to the sci- scientific community. Uh, but the committee, however, found that his studies were legit and he could continue as a Harvard professor. Um, but I believe he has been tainted um, I found some information that really kind of described it as this, like they, he was questioned by Harvard, and then they cleared it up. But I found some other stuff that was like he was questioned by Harvard and shunned for life. And he's a like crackpot because he believes these, these things are possibly multidimensional, and they're, they're possibly real, real encounters that people are having that could be more than this 3D world. And he brings up things like uh, Native American traditions and pretty much traditions that go throughout every religion, And starting from the beginning of man or the beginning of writing that talk about, you know, spiritual experiences, um, supernatural experiences, every group of people describes these experiences. Why are we so quick to count them off as imaginary where it could still exist, just not in this physical world? That pisses
0: me off. That's the problem. It's like you have a guy who's a Harvard professor who has like visited Zimbabwe, a school in Zimbabwe because something occurred and something happened. And he did the proper investigations. He wasn't quick to say crazy shit. He did the proper investigations, brought it back. Someone called him a crackpot because he investigated it and said, this is worth investigating. This makes life interesting. Someone's trying to talk about it. And then he gets cleared. And yet people still think he's a crackpot because he's trying to make sense of something. That's the fucking problem. Why are you with, like, trying to
3: hide him? Why like just yeah. let it happen? Like He went into this into this study thinking he was going to expose mental illness and he found just the opposite. You know, so it's like ah I don't know. It just like, sucks. It just shines theory. light on the idea that if you're a legit scientist, which <laughs> we're legit scientists. We're obviously not scientists. So you guys can say we're idiots all you want, but we're talking about information that like legit people are putting out there in the realm. We're not making shit up. We're talking about Information that we were finding that people with degrees, PhDs, master degrees, and shit like that, Pulitzer prizes—they're putting this information out, and then we're reading it and we're giving it to you guys. You know, so this information is out there by credible sources.
0: Yes, you know? I just I I I can't wrap my head around the idea that people just turn a blind eye to people like. What do you think? doctors and scientists like what do you think they're doing they're trying new things they're trying to connect the dots like no one's making up stories about native americans and you know ayahuasca retreats and all the shit that happened and the spirituality beneath that no one's dismissing that like it happened it's a part of history and yet when it's brought up or tied or connected even at the slightest to aliens or interdimensional life, they're shut down and they're crazy. What's and it? that's like, it's bullshit.
3: Well, I think it's cause it's hard to give anything credit that you can't physically see with your own eyes or physically believe, you know, believe based on something physical. That you can sense with our five senses or whatever. You have to be able to you know? test,
2: experiment, and prove something in order for people to actually believe yeah, it. Yeah, but I can't see all my organs in my body. But people can prove you have them. Right, but people can prove that aliens exist. You don't have to see and that's where I think we differ. You don't have to see your uh, organs but they like, exist. There
0: are people who have who literally will bring hard I mean, this is a perfect example, this this um this hard
2: evidence. I don't know.
0: This aerial school. Like there are multiple there were 60 64 plus kids. Stu- yeah, I think 64 kids. said yeah. they
3: experienced this.
2: And it was all the same story. Yeah. Granted some some stories differed. It was right after they saw a a thing on the news about aliens.
3: It was, but still, so that's 60 that, plus kids making up a very similar story and just well, agreeing they, that we're yeah. all going to make the story and then stick with it for 30 years. Thirty yeah. years, twenty something years. Yeah, yeah. It,
2: it's pretty crazy. But I think I, I would I would say that's different though than knowing your organs because like I right, it was a bad example. But okay. I'm just saying. Like, I don't know.
3: I I would not say like, it's any different. Like okay, you, guess, you know, a cadaver has two lungs. You know that. You can cut it open. You can look at it. But how do I know you, I have two lungs? How do you know that you have two fucking lungs? I'm sure there are all these different ways where someone would be like. Okay, well, yeah, breathe in this air. I'm gonna around. Uh, we breathe this weird thing in. It's gonna make your col- your lungs a certain color. We can see it on this weird X-ray. That's an imaginary thing that I just thought up. I don't know if that's real, but okay, that's an example I, of something that a test that maybe someone would try and do to prove it to you. You know, well, somebody you're full still body having is- to have the faith in that what they're telling you is in true, indeed fact. This is crazy. Right.
0: If someone if someone does a full body scan and they go, okay, well, see. There's your heart. There's your liver. There's your lungs. Intestines. Great. You could still argue that and say. That's a computer, that's a machine. Cut me open! Cut me open now! You could say that, yeah. and then sure, they could cut you open, but like that's the same theory with like but the everyone's thing right. is okay, well, if an alien's real, <laughs> cut one open. Let's see if it's real. It's the yeah, same philosophy.
3: Yeah, there's still so, like this takes me back to an episode of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Matt uh-huh. is trying we to explain were just the existence talking of God. about
0: that. I was just talking about It's Always
3: Sunny in <laughs> Well, Mac is trying to explain the existence of God, and it all comes down to having a, some amount of faith, and it's the same on both sides. It doesn't matter if you believe in the science part or the, or the spiritual part or whatever. It all comes down to having a slight amount of faith that what you're seeing or what people are telling you, the information that you're gathering is correct. You know, even when you find quote-unquote proof based on tested theories and tested hypotheses that becomes a theory and then becomes a law— like it's still it's a law because enough people accept it. It's been proven, quote unquote, proven enough times, and enough people accept it as okay. If that's the way it is. We should all just accept that and move on, so we can build upon it. But that doesn't mean that it is actually true. That just means that in order to move forward and operate, we have to accept it. We have to accept something as true, you know. Well,
0: with the world we live in, honestly, and I, this is just something that I'm just putting out there that I just thought up now. With the world that we live in now, I truly believe that people are so quick to reject things that don't make sense to them. That if you were to remove, so if Johnny had zero feeling in his in one of his fingers, and we removed the finger mm-hmm. in front of him, and he felt no pain, he would be convinced to say, "I didn't. You didn't cut my finger off. I didn't feel anything. It's not gone." If I didn't see, I it. don't. It, it, no, if you saw it, like if you watched your finger and cut off, but you didn't feel it. You would convince yourself that your finger is not cut off. Even uh, though you see it, you're like, I didn't feel it. It
3: I think there would be that period of time where you're questioning, is it really gone? Because I didn't feel it. I didn't hear it get cut off or whatever. I didn't use all my senses to to track that that shit's gone. I think you'd still deduct, yeah, my finger is not there. But if you don't feel it, you would seriously question it, I bet.
2: Wait, but wait. Hypothetically, I go under. The doctor puts me under. Say, hey, I'm going to take, take out one of your pancreases or one of your. That's a totally different thing. I'm t- like really? the moment you go
0: under, that changes everything. I'm talking like you're awake. Someone walks up to you and says, I'm going to remove one of your fingers. And you're like, no, you're fucking not. Ah! And you look and it, you didn't feel anything. You didn't hear anything. There's no blood, nothing. Your finger just comes right off. Okay. You like, sure, you'd question it, but then you'd be like, it didn't, it didn't happen. There's no way.
3: but I'm looking at my it's fucking hand. Possible. It's not there. I, yeah, yeah so, you're yeah. looking at your hand and you're using sight to be like, "There's no fucking way. It's it's not there." It got of got right set but then you're using gone. another sense and you're like, "But I didn't feel it. What the fuck?" And well, but, but, but I, I'm I'm sure you would deduct. Yeah, my my finger is fucking gone. But there would be this, that moment where you're like, "What the fuck's going on? I didn't feel it. I yeah. but I'm not seeing it. At least you would be questioning it at that point." And this
2: is how you're. But it proving, is what you were
3: saying, huh?
2: This is how you're proving that aliens are. No, I'm just trying to prove
3: basically, <laughs> like, how our society
0: rejects everything. Rejects things like, that are hard to comprehend everything. because
3: yeah. you can't see it or whatever. You know, like, you can't, it might not be perceivable with our five senses. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, I don't know. But, that, yeah, what we're talking about is the importance of proving to yourself via your senses that something exists. Right. And, I mean, you know what, at the end of the day, like,
0: I'm not disappointed that that's the way that things are because the power of illusion and magic would not exist if we weren't a curious race. Like if we were not a curious people, totally, it wouldn't exist. And the thing about magic that makes it fascinating is it's something that people can tell themselves and convince themselves it's not real because it doesn't make them question their own faith or their own existence. They can go see a magic show and leave and be like, that was fun. And that's it. Like,
3: yeah, and they tell themselves so that so it yeah. was sleight of hand because of all the different rules around us that we've all agreed on, that you know, this is the way this world works physically, so that what he just did couldn't have happened without it being some cool uh, sleight of hand trick. So we accept again, that. But
2: then again, way back when, people thought that it wasn't sleight of hand. We now know that is, but then people actually believe that it was real like magic.
3: Rightfully Earth. so. Rightfully so. Right. But that, like, but people they
2: convinced themselves it's fake. Like that's That's what we do as a people. Like, from
0: the beginning, you know, like... Because I'm a film guy, like I go back to the first film that was ever shown in the theater, which is the train coming at yeah, the screen, and everyone moving. Wrong. People convinced themselves that was as though it wasn't real, like it wasn't used. a real train. They weren't used to it because it was new to them, so they convinced themselves it wasn't <gasps> real. Therefore, film took off because it was a it was a fake thing.
3: Magic, the suspension of disbelief was born. Yes.
0: Magic scared the shit out of people because they thought it was the work of the devil. They thought it was the dark arts.
2: Then until they could
0: they convince themselves it, okay. it was illusion. It was fake. It didn't exist. So it's the it's a it's a ongoing, so consistent thing that people will say aliens don't exist. No matter if Roswell happened, no matter if this Zimbabwe, the school in Zimbabwe happened, no matter if crop circles happened, people will say that thing doesn't exist. I'm convinced of it, it doesn't happen. Yeah, think because of all the exists. different types
3: of electricity that people have discovered that, yeah, while they could see electrical storms. They could see lightning, and they could experience static electricity. Like, there's still parts of electricity that they can't see, that they then discover, and are accepted as truths and facts, you know, because they seem to exist around us, right? Yeah. They weren't always just things that were obvious to people. oh, hi bros. Time to take a break to caffeinate. While you're listening to a podcast as unpredictable as ours, you need a coffee that's going to keep you on your toes. That's why I reach for the strongest coffee on the planet. Deathwish Coffee. Available ground or whole bean. Hell, you can even get them in K-cups. Available
0: at deathwishcoffee.com. That's deathwishcoffee.com.
1: It's just well, like it, it never reaches
0: it never reaches a point. Like when we talk about the Malaysian flight, we talk about exorcisms. We talk about all these things like it never reaches a point where people go, "All right, and on CNN today, on today's news, the Malaysian flight disappears." Is it aliens? Is it uh, interdimensional? Blah 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 blah. Like instead of addressing that form of discussion to cre- to basically like, give out all the options, like this could have been plane failure. It could have been a terrorist attack. It could have been this. It also could have been blah 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 blah. Yeah. So they it- will not. That's all discredited. All you're gonna focus on is hey, here's things that don't make sense. But we won't talk about things like aliens and shit because it's gonna freak people out because they're gonna be like, if it was. Yeah. I lose faith in everything. Oh,
3: I guess there was a point in time, I guess in the fifties, you know, or around near the Roswell incident, whatever that was, forties or something. Where, Roswell. Where it was reported in the news. You know, it's like, oh shit, we think this is a UFO or whatever, it crashed as an alien, and they reported all over the fucking news because it's unprecedented, right? Never happened before. There's never been any hey, shut the fuck up when you're talking about aliens. You can't report this kind of shit. It's out It's out there. Not only is it out there, but we're the government, and we're going to fucking snub you if you keep talking about this shit. And you guys know, you know, in, in, your, in your heart of hearts, as deep as it goes, that, you know, the media is controlled by something. We don't know who it's controlled by, but it's obvious. You watch every single news outlet. It all leans in one direction. You know, it's... The media is definitely controlled by something, an overwhelming idea or a system of powers. Who knows what the fuck it is? But it's not presenting truth all the time. You know, it's, it's presenting agendas. So if the agenda is shut these people up, don't let them think about fucking aliens for whatever fucking reason. I don't know why. I don't know. It, it, like you said, it's, people have agendas. Maybe it's an agenda. I don't know where yeah. I was going with that to tell you the truth, but <laughs> I like hearing myself talk. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about it's Get all about count. protecting the people, and it's
0: about the right amount of censorship. I I'd be curious to look through the archives from the twenties, the thirties, the forties, the fifties, whenever, and look at sort of when something really taboo broke. And I feel like maybe Roswell, I, and I I, I want to do the research, but uh, I think maybe Roswell was a big point when people were like flipping out, and. I don't know that the, the the amount that people were flipping out from the Roswell reports because they were world news. I mean it was world news when it happened.
3: I think they must have been flipping the fuck out because you see, like when I'm thinking nineteen fifties, you know, and like culture, I'm thinking everything is related to science. Everything looks like a futuristic thing, everything is omadic this, omadic that. Everything is talking about futuristic scientific advances, all this sci-fi shit starts popping out. You know, that's what uh fucking McFly was interested in. I don't know. It just seems to fit the times, maybe because it was inspired by something like that. Right. And that was,
0: like, the peak, the top tier is that, you know, alien movies, sci-fi movies scared people. You know, like, aliens freaked people out. World of the Worlds terrified people. Like, mm-hmm. that was a terrifying thing. And then... There was a shift, and alien movies became blockbusters. They became commercial entities that we now consider B-movies that were silly and fun, and everyone could go and be like, ah, this is a fun time. There was a shift somewhere that the reality behind alien life scared people so much, and that the people behind media and news Everything shifted, and I think it was a conversation of censorship in order to protect the integrity uh, and the sanity of society. And it's never changed.
3: Hmm. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: That's my ah. Oh, that's my <laughs> <I don't know.
0: laughs> give me a way I need to do the research, but I'm, I'm just I'm curious to see sort of when the first reported alien sighting UFO sighting was how public it was and how people truly responded if it was a point of, like, distress for the government.
3: Well, I think it's going to be hard to figure out because there would have to be a point where people start interpreting it as that, where a lot of people in the ancient alien community, you know, if you watch the show, that's their whole stance is that these things that we're calling encounters and abductions have been going on since the beginning of man, and they were just labeled as spiritual interactions, you know, like, interactions with your god or your god or whatever, you know? So I think there's going to be a weird gray area. There's, there would have to be a point in time where it shifts from, okay, we're not talking about spirituality and our God now or our religion. We're now talking about an entity that is sci-fi in nature. Sci-fi, I, don't, I guess that's not the right word, but like it's an alien from another planet rather than from another plane of existence or whatever.
0: I think we need to get an alien expert on the podcast. Uh yeah. <laughs> I think we need someone that's going to take us to school and I would love to be able to just say like hey, when did, you know, when was this first alien site and an expert on the cast just being like, "Hey, yeah, it was this and blah 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 and this happened." And I just I feel like there is a really interesting conversation that's there because this They're is gonna... now our second alien episode in a row and we're getting close to episode 30. It's going to be uh, a lot oh, more shit. alien
3: episodes, I bet. But think there about are. think about this. So if that whole environmental thing, you know, it's like, okay, kids, we're going to say that, that you were implanted with these thoughts of environmental destruction, okay? We're going to say that. And then in 30 years, we're going to come back. Hopefully, you're all still alive. And we're going to reevaluate the situation. We're going to interview you again. You're going to fortify those thoughts, those, uh, what you said. And we're going to make this a real big environmental push, like Johnny said earlier, an agenda, well, I guess a rebuttal would be how, why would they organize something over a, such a long period of time and how, that's crazy. But we know of movies, like what's that movie that tracked the, the growth of that boy for so fucking long? And then, when we bring up the uh, Paul is Dead theory, a major theory of the Paul is Dead is that it was a masterminded uh, marketing ploy by the Beatles yeah. and it carried on now, it's carried on now for how many fucking years? So I don't, I, I don't know. I think it could be an agenda Why have we,
2: why are we pushed up a table that maybe these kids were brainwashed? Maybe like they were like made to say these brainwashed things. Brainwashed in right. Zimbabwe.
3: I mean, I agree though. I, it that, has to be that possible. Would,
0: that would be the, p- the place I'd go. Somewhere in that, 1994. What do they brainwash with?
2: I don't. Nick, yeah. I don't. I'm not, I'm not FBI. Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> I'm not fucking FBI or like like fucking Sector Seven. Yeah, but like, okay, let's hypothetical this then. Let's hypothetical this. Okay. If hypothetically speaking. If they were brainwashed,
2: how? I don't know. I'm not – i am not. Yeah, but seven. hypothetically speaking – They hook them up to some kind of device and force them – 64 of them. Uh,
3: I yeah. don't know. I mean, okay, the, the thing that thing, would then. be like weird about Flash it is that think. there are teachers that are like, yeah, this whole group of school children ran up to us and said this story, right? That's kind of crazy because those teachers would then have to be in on it. Or, yeah, some, wait, or an wait, event wait, would wait, have wait. had to have happened. An event would have actually had to happen that caused these children to think they saw something. Otherwise, let's say that that's not in play. Let's say these kids don't collectively have to see anything and they don't have to run up as a group and say, we all saw this. What if it was just the interview process and the interviewer can contort all these words in whatever way he wants? I mean, dude, watch, watch the videos of these kids being interviewed. Part of you is like, okay, this is a master interviewer who is potentially manipulating kids into saying stuff, you know? These are kids. You know, you've talked to a fucking kid before. You can make a kid say shit that it does not mean. Yeah. They're, you know? they're malleable, yeah. yeah. are you, Oh, you You full? You want any more? You want some? You say yeah. that when you're done feeding them, and they're like, yeah, I'm full. You know, when you are ready to feed them, you say, are you, you're hungry, aren't "Are you? You're hungry. And they're like, yeah, I am. Yeah, they don't have just, any fucking clue what they are.
0: For 30 years, though, and the kids, these Money, 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 now,
3: money.
0: But how much money. money are they making off this little, this tiny-ass documentary?
3: Get me 15 grand. Uh, I don't think it's a tiny-ass documentary, actually. Uh, I think it's, like, pretty legit. I think they got Dan Aykroyd talking about it. I'm sure he's invested. Well, they're currently um,
0: seeking $95,000 for post-production.
3: Ha! <laughs> I mean, that's pretty legit, then. Donating like, on the website? If they were legit, they'd have a company pumping it into it. Possibly so, but I guess Harvard's not donating. <laughs> but oh. uh, well, apparently there is a John uh, a John Mac Foundation. I think that's a big part of it. Um, and from what I understand, I just, like, like people were donating to his foundation pretty heavily, so maybe uh, the money's there. And if you look at the 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 team, the list of the team, uh, the credits are pretty hefty. So I don't know. It seems legit to me. I just think like, at what cost do you go back and interview these
0: thirty-year-old people? And you say, "All right, we'll give you, you know, five hundred bucks, and you gotta talk about your story again."
3: Yeah, it was probably way more than five hundred bucks.
2: Yeah, well, to them, uh, that might that might be a lot of money, though. Yeah, but
3: uh, well, okay, so yeah, perception thing. You know, these these aren't like these aren't tribal people. These are normal fucking people. You know, oh, okay, yeah. they're like people yeah, in yeah. their
0: kitchens, like they have homes and children yeah. and all Is that stuff. Would? Yeah, exactly. I just. With the way, with today's culture and and just the way that things are, I I I don't know. Like if 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 I faked an alien thing as a kid, and it was just my imagination, and someone came back to me and was going to put me in a documentary talking about it again.
3: <laughs> Probably feel uh, like a shithead. Like,
0: yeah, I'd I'd be like it didn't happen.
3: Yeah, and they'd would edit you... that part out so fast, and it would never exist. Right. So I don't know man. But I, uh, I don't know. I like to believe that what they're saying is true, but I do agree even if it is true it could be infused with an environmental uh, um, agenda. Agenda, yeah. But I'm also open to the possibility that it's 100% fake. I just can't wrap my head around how um, they would fake it, you know, past the the interview portion I could understand. They could make kids say whatever they want. But the fact yeah. that a whole group of kids came up to another group of people and said, we saw this. Oh, my God. So that group of people would have to be involved, and which we've, is we've, definitely possible.
2: No, no, we've gone about this, and we've had so many episodes where that's my argument. How could no, NASA? No. Okay, so here's what? the
3: argument, is that it was 64 kids off in the corner of the playground, right? In order for them to all decide to run up to their teachers and say, we just saw this, they would have to have seen something. Right? Or have had
2: planned that shit.
3: Or had planned that. And that's the more difficult part. I can slightly believe that 10 or a dozen teachers would be on board and say, Yeah, we said the kids ran up and they never did. But uh, it's way more. <gasps> how, I, okay, it's still believable. But I'd say it's harder to get young kids to all agree on doing something.
2: What if somebody was just fucking with them? What if somebody staged the. And it sounds horrible. All these stories yeah, possible, were like. Yeah dangerously accurate. I know, but like what, what if the alien was an action alien? What if it was actually someone staging as an alien? Like, like in a fucking, suit? You know? Like, yeah, like what of these fucking asshole, that sounded mean. Yeah. What if what if their classmates was like, hey, I'm gonna fucking dress up as an alien that I saw we could go yeah, on Yeah, but that. a ship
3: too? Yeah. I don't know. I a lot, lot of, lot of, lot of, of variables to it that yeah. make it yeah. hard to hoax, I would say. Yeah, but, right. yeah, I mean, dude, somebody showed me a video last week, and they were 100% convinced that this was real. And, uh, okay, two seconds in, I was like, this is obviously fake just because we do production so we can we can tell, tell based on the production style like when something's fake as fuck and just what's going on in the scene that something's fake yep, but it, yeah. it was a scene of uh in a high school and then she was like oh my god somebody played a prank on their high school they put laxatives in something and uh literally everyone was like shitting their pants at the same time uh, American yeah. Vandal yeah. right yeah so she showed me a scene from that and she was a hundred percent uh like oh uh, yeah, she thought it was fucking real the
2: documentary
3: I, looked real, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, right off the bat, you know it's fake. I mean... Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. It's totally fake. Yeah.
3: But, like, someone could make a fucking fake video and spread it, and tons of people will think it's real. You know? Totally. That easy. Right. But so, how, these are yeah. young kids, though. I don't know. It's harder with young kids, just because they're they're idiots.
0: I just, like, I... I, I, I don't know. I... Obviously, it could be fake, but I lean more towards the fact that maybe this couldn't be fake. And I say that because not only, you know, I get the kids have a vivid imagination all that stuff, but kids, it's so hard for a child to agree with another child. Yeah. Especially in that school, the age that they were, there's just no way that 64 kids could go, Okay, that means there's one kid leader who's like, this is the story, this is what we're going to say, this is how it's going to go down, and then all 64 of those kids
3: agreed
0: that that was a good idea? There's no
3: way. And there were still slight discrepancies in their stories, which also lends to the fact that it's possibly true, because everyone remembers things differently, adds, distracts, you know, from their How, memories, so.
2: Yeah, that is a good and a, and a, a bad case. For good and situation. a
3: bad thing, but you know, we talked about before, like the, like you could... You could show the same thing to a group of a dozen people and you'll get slightly different you'll get slightly different descriptions. But
2: that you can also fake something and not have all the pieces together. I think that that doesn't help or just help. But this
0: is the pre- the biggest issue uh, that yeah, I have. That's what you're saying, like if you really if people actually gave a true shit about this, which unfortunately people uh. do not like talking about this. They think it's crazy and weird and whatever it is. And it's not. It's so much fun and it just justifies our existence on this planet and how freaking cool it is that like our own race is fucking things up so much why don't we talk about something else for 15 minutes mm-hmm. like you know take to social media about that stuff like let's just talk about this stuff because it's, it's enlightening and it's fun and it's weird and that's what life is life is all of those things weird we especially weird my life's real weird my life is crazy weird
2: I thought my life's pretty normal
0: yeah oh, yours is weird
2: Okay,
0: but I'm just saying, like, if you really gave a shit, take these 30-year-olds, swear them into a court of law, and open this alien case. Did it happen? Whatever. Yes, great. You all swore under under oath. Mm. You're saying it happened. Fantastic. Then it happened. Great. Aliens exist.
3: Boom. Hmm. I wonder though, if they had to swear under oath, does that mean that they could go to jail if they were found in, like if they were proven wrong? Does that mean? Yeah. Well,
0: I don't know. But that's like I said. The I, same I thing I, I goes I for not. I don't know. The don't same know thing goes Willow. goes for like Casey Anthony or OJ Simpson. Like if they lie under oath, which let's be honest, Doug, uh, Doug, yeah, the yeah.
3: glove didn't fit, player.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. I don't know, man. I don't know.
0: Wet I gotta leather our, I
3: got to stand by our justice system until it uh, does me wrong. I guess. Wet leather shrinks. I don't maybe. I you mean, ever but wore a leather jacket but, in the rain. I mean, you're gonna buy not pre shrunk gloves. What pre shrunk leather gloves? Like, why are they not gonna? Oh, you're talking about like an old ass glove that's like dried up and shit. Yeah,
0: because like I I had a leather jacket once and I wore it in the rain and that shit when I got inside it it felt snug and wow. it was like real leather. Weird. Yeah. Shitty. Yeah. So anyway, but I'm just saying like. <laughs> To Johnny's point, long long story short, if we're applying what we apply to our justice system to these kids who were interviewed, regardless of whether they were probed or not, to answer the questions the way that this interview wants them to, the whole point of a legal pr- uh, process and proceeding is to probe someone with the questions that you want answered the way you want them to. Huh. That's, that's ex- the same yeah, thing.
3: That's exactly it, yeah. So that's it's what like a prosecutor why, does.
0: Yeah. Why are we dismissing this thing? A prosecutor and an interviewer, the interviewer, sure, wants a great story to tell. The prosecutor wants to make sure their client is defended.
3: Prosecuted. They're going to take Prosecuted. that motherfucker down.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it all comes to that. And that's my, am I saying that I truly believe this happened? I'm not saying I believe that it happened. I am just, I like to dig deep and figure out how plausible is it? Where the the where the false details are, why they could be false, and assess it from there. But I I, I want to see this documentary. I, that's
2: uh, yeah. what Yeah, it see.
3: looks yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good documentary. I, it looks I great. definitely want to watch it. Somebody fucking give them ninety five grand. Let's do it.
2: Tay, so, do you think it happened?
3: I am on board with yeah. I am on board with that it did happen. Uh, I think that based on what I've found that the kids experienced that and that the interviews were probably legitimate. And I don't know. Part of me is like, God, there seems to be an environmental agenda, but possibly the aliens have an environmental agenda, and possibly this is real. People have been telling us that we're fucking the place up the whole time. We know how much garbage we, cre- we create, and we know that it's inevitable that we have to stop that. So I don't know. It's not so far-fetched to me. What do you think, Johnny? Well,
2: I just thought of something again. Why in my opinion, if aliens existed, why would they not want us to fucking kill us, like kill ourselves? Like and get us like off this planet, you know? We talked about this last week.
3: Yeah, it's but hard like, to know what they are. Maybe they are us. Maybe yeah. they're a, a time jumped version of us. Maybe they're way in the fucking future and they're coming yeah. back and they're like, For us to exist, you will have made these changes and that we're just making sure you make these changes. I don't know.
2: Well anyways, uh, I would say I'm on the fence about it. My positive, I need to definitely look at the research. I can't say I'm 100% against it or for it. It's either pieces that make me want to lead one way or the other.
3: One thing I do want to point out about the episode is that it did circle back. We talked about how beautiful these... Uh, these rare pieces of our environment where these trees that are like, they only grow in this one area. It's amazing how beautiful they are. And it came back to environmentalist problems. <laughs> so it connected, Bye. guys.
0: It connected. Beautiful. Uh, I want to say right now, I want to have a high-bro car wash uh, to raise $95,000 for <laughs> director Randall Nickerson for uh, the to finish the production of Aerial Phenomenon. Under one circumstance, that we get to watch it first. Ooh. So Randall Nickerson, this is for you. We're we want to have a high bro car wash. Uh no shirts, no shoes, no service. And we're gonna to try to raise ninety five thousand dollars as long as we can see the documentary wait, wait, first. No
2: shirts, no shoes, no service. Isn't that the fun? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like no shirts, no shirt. Well, we're not gonna wear
0: shirts or shoes.
2: I'll just Go naked.
0: We're, well, no, that's... Uh, I'll, wear, I'll wear cloth. We'll, we'll have to pay $95,000 <laughs> for that, Johnny. Let
3: him experience his nudity uh, uh, dreams. All the money we raised went to fines. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry, Ariel Phenomenon. It's really worth Phenomenon. it. But uh, not for real, though. I, guys, you can go on ArielPhenomenon.com. Uh, that's Ariel, like Little Mermaid, A-R-I-E-L. I believe that's how you spell the name. And you could donate some money to bring this documentary to life. There's some awesome people involved. Um, the supervising editor, Christopher Seward, is known for some amazing things. Uh, he edited Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 911, and he won the Palm Dior at Cannes Film Festival. Um, Thomas. and he also won uh, Best Documentary Editor for Michael Moore's Sicko, which is also fantastic. So, aerialphenomenon.com, you guys can contribute today which is freaking fantastic. Uh, Shoot! You guys, uh, Saturday is National Coffee Day. That's tomorrow. That's That's tomorrow. tomorrow. Or two days ago. It's Tomorrow for us or two days ago for you guys. Guys, I hope you enjoyed your National Coffee Day. I hope you enjoy your National Coffee Day and make sure that you're drinking Death Wish Coffee, the
2: only coffee that matters. Yeah, I drank it today. I was just wanna shout out quickly. I've noticed multiple times I've had this Deathwish light travel mug. Every single time I put hot liquid in this thing, I Hot liquid. Like I feel like a day later it's hotter than it fucking was. Hotter liquid. And I'm not saying that's because I like I'm not saying it because it's one of our sponsors, I legitimately went to a concert yesterday with Nick. I got back in the car after the concert and was like, do we go to a concert? Because this freaking coffee raised. Hot liquid.
3: Well, that makes Anyways. sense. I mean, if you are in Georgia, it would probably be t- like double the heat if you left it in a car. No, no. It was <laughs> nighttime. It was. <laughs> uh, okay, it okay. was. The, the <laughs> sun was down. The sun was down. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh,
0: you got a hypothetical you want us to talk about or a thought you'd like to share about today's episode or even a correction for something that we might have messed up? Uh, great news. Our email is still functioning. Uh, we still have it. We haven't been kicked off of Gmail yet. That's hybrothoughts at gmail.com. That's H-Y-B-R-O. T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S at gmail.com uh, Your hypothetical will or could be featured on next week's episode. Next week's episode. Uh, it's happened multiple times before with some of our incredible listeners. And it could be you. Also, make sure to head over to the Facebooks and give us a like at facebook.com slash thinking for more content throughout the week. And go over to Instagram at thinking. We have a contest running right now. A giveaway, if you will. Where you guys can win a Hybro Prize Pack. That's uh, that's some Death Wish whole bean coffee, a Hybrothetical t shirt in your size, a Hybrothetical pin, and a Future Monsters patch. Hybro prize, prize Pack, pack back, yeah. back, 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 back. Which is freaking sweet. And all you guys got to do is you just have to like, share, and follow us on both Instagram or Facebook, depending on which one you want to go on. And you get entered in, and the contest will run. Probably for another week or so. We're going to keep it going. Uh, we like making the odds. Forever in your favor. Forever. I mean, I guess <laughs> and, our, your favor. And guys, so
3: can you do me a favor and let's, let's all work together. Let's get on the Reddit boards. Let's do whatever the fuck it takes to find out who gave us this one star review. Yeah. And let's fucking <laughs> hate mail this piece of shit as much as we can. Okay. I want to find was, this dude. I want to find this it, person. I will find you. It was my mom.
2: <sighs> Dude, Your mom's the I don't think no. she would do
3: that. I don't think she would do that.
2: No, she's not having a heart of hearts.
3: I nah. gotta read this review, man. No, and, it, and guys, it, it, we gotta band together and put as much as fi- many five star reviews on there as we can. Give us some verbal acknowledgement that you don't hate us. I need it. I need it to sleep at night. Listen, whoever <laughs> I need it. I gotta have it. Whoever gave us the one
0: star review, we're gonna keep this up. God, if you, if you really feel like it's a one star, just shoot us a, a message on Facebook or an email and let us know why you don't like us, because. Your feedback helps us grow. And that's what we want to do. We want to constantly grow and we want to change ourselves for a better world, for a better podcast. <laughs> Tight. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, this is a fun one provided to us by the great Taylor uh, Nelsonian Maximus.
3: Okay, guys. Uh we're gonna we gotta end in the next 30 seconds. If we do. Uh, First number is one, second number is one, third number will be eight. That's 28. We've got to end in less yeah. than 20 seconds now. Let's do it. All
0: right, guys, thank you so
3: much. I have been your host, uh, Nick. All right, wait, 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 wait. We got to make it go all the way to 118. I'm sorry. All right, so all let's right. carry this on. We got 15 more seconds. 15 okay. more seconds until synchronicity, okay? But I've been Taylor. I've been Johnny, I've been Johnny
2: Wait Tell me where to stop, I've been, I've, been I've been Johnny I've been
3: Johnny
2: I've been Johnny It's over! It's over!
3: But we had some intro time in there So just to clarify, our recording <laughs> time <laughs> Is 1-1-8 So it really happened We don't need to prove it to you yep. 2 plus 2 is 1,
1: 28